female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He hit your face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Hey everybody, welcome back to Man It Is The Only True Crime Podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals. My name's James and today you're joining me for what I'm going to call a a, a laid-back episode. <laughs> I don't know what the, the the brand of episode is going to be called. I guess you'll find out when I when I post it. Uh, but yeah, today we're taking things a little slower, a little chiller. We're going to relax. There's a lot going on. Um, no no big main story today. Instead, we're just going to we're going to chat. We're just going to hang out for a little bit. Get to know each other a little better. You know, I, I want to know all about you. What are your likes and dislikes? Are you a are you a walk on the beach kind of person? How do you what serious question? How do you, like what's a what do you think is the best way to like get to know someone? If you asked, if you had to ask some like a complete stranger one question, and from that question you had to divine what kind of person they are, like what would you ask them? I don't know. I think I'd probably ask them. Well, my my go-to has always been like if you and this is a bit of a classic one, but if you if you're going out for a coffee or for a meal with someone, just to sort of see how they interact and and um, yeah, talk to the wait staff or the servers. I always find that's a really good indicator of someone's like moral capacity i've i've been out i was on like when i was dating i I went on on like a date with this girl who like she seemed great she was super lovely um and then like the the waiter came over and she she was so mean to him she was awful so she also had like a really sweaty mustache area that pro that was the main thing that stopped me from going on a date on a date with her um but also the um yeah the 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 bad (laughs) the 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 bad way that she interacted with the wait staff was also that really did grind my gears i don't know that's a good question though ask yourself that what what would you do um if you needed to find out something about someone what would you ask them i guess i'd ask them uh hey do you treat wait staff well and do you wipe the sweat away from your mustache area ah i i am really flashing back she she really did have a like a mustache made out of sweat like like a milk oh god it's making me vomit a milk mustache but made out of sweat oh i have to i'm actually making myself feel sick okay um what what is this what are we doing what is this relaxed fit kind of episode you guys know like my one of my favorite shows uh favorite podcast is last podcast and left and they do um one of their types of episodes is called a relaxed fit where they don't really talk about, you know, gore and murder and all that uh, gruesome stuff. They sort of, you know, they just sort of chill and chat. Oh, a chill chat. That's nice. Chill and chat. Ah, maybe that's what we call it. Um, yeah, I was sort of just brainstorming what we what we could call this laid back, uh, laid back chill chat. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't exactly, you know, roll off the tongue, but hey, it's so bad that no one else is going to have used it before. So maybe it's called, we're calling it a laid back chill chat. (laughs) Laid back, laid back chat and chill. Maybe there's some kind of animal pun we can use. Like what's chill? What's colder than being cold? Polar bear. Um, uh, what's, what's a really laid back animal? Like a koala bear. Is it bear themed? I don't know, guys. I don't know. Maybe you can submit your um, suggestions somehow. If you um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna do the. I'll do this. Maybe I won't do it right now because I, I I'm very distracted. Maybe I'll put on the Instagram a, a question, which is like, what what should we title the relaxed fit, laid back chill chat type of um, episodes? And you can give me suggestions, and the best one will be like the official what it'll be. And if we ever make a shirt with it, you can have a free shirt. Let's do that. So yeah, go go to <laughs> at Man Eaters Podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah, and do that. I was I, I caught a couple of trains um, this week. I, I you you guys know I live in Newcastle, which is about uh, about two and a half hours away from Sydney, um, depending on where you, where you're going. And uh, yeah, I caught the train both days to see. Uh, well, on the first day I went to see uh, my friend Samantha in a show, and she absolutely slayed. Uh, f- fantastic. Sydney Fringe Festival is on, by the way. If you're in Sydney. Go check some of that stuff out. I know that her show is done, but um, she was in a show called The Maids, and she was excellent uh, as always. She always is, and I think she has. She does listen to the show occasionally, so she is listening to this one. Well done, well done. I call her 
Sl- Slamantha because she slams. Uh, it's a bad name and she doesn't like it. Um, what? I, and then yeah, I went back the uh, the day after to see another show, uh, and I won't name the show because it was not. Um, it wasn't great. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I might leave it at that. I don't know anyone who was involved in it, but uh, hey, their heart was in the right place. They did, you know, they tried their best, and that's all you can do. That's not all you can do. You can do a really good job as well. You could do that. They didn't do that. They did an okay job, but uh, that, that is irregardless. Um, <laughs> um, so, guys, I was, um, you know, sort of scrounging around, what, what, thinking, what am I going to do in this episode? And I, I googled, like, you know, uh, quizzes to do, and I found a few really interesting quizzes, actually. There's a lot of animal attack-related quizzes. I found one which is really cool, uh, and we might do a couple today. I thought we might do a few quizzes. So th- this quiz is from from Zoo, uh, which I believe, I imagine is related to Zoo Magazine. Although maybe not. <laughs> like, why do I think that? In Australia, Zoo Magazine, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if it still exists. It, it did exist. It was a dirty magazine, basically. Um, uh, no, it's, this is not related to Zoo Magazine. Um, that's good. Okay. This is just a, it's a website for quizzes and articles. There you go. Quizzes and trivia. Um, but Zoo Magazine, wow, that's really taking me back. Um, they they would, yeah, they would get like weird celebrities sometimes, like uh, you know contestants on like The Block or Hot House or some random um, you know reality TV program, and they would find like the hottest person on that show and then get them to do like a nude, not a nude, but like a bikini pose. I think they had like, I think they got like Nikki Webster to do it once, which was kind of fucked. Nikki Webster was like at the 2000 Olympics. Nikki Webster was this little girl who sang the national anthem and she became like a, I don't know, like a sensation. She had a few songs. She had a song called Strawberry Kisses. Maybe she sang Strawberry Kisses and she didn't sing the national anthem. Strawberry Kisses, that's the song I have. I've been missing your strawberry kisses. It's a good song. Um, Yeah, she, um, I think she did like a, a... naughty spread which was it, it is a little fuck because she's like famous nationally for being like the most beloved little girl of the 2000s but hey i was her, i think i'm like nearly her age she might be a bit older than me so i i'm, I'm allowed to say it <laughs> um i'm pretty sure nikki webster runs a dance school actually now which is pretty cool I, that's good for her I, i'm glad you landed on her feet zoo yeah, i think zoo magazine they got like Someone else very random. Like, I'm going to see if I can find it. I think, um, I don't quite, I don't want to get sued. Um, um, but I think Stephanie Rice, she was like an Olympian. Um, um, most random zoo magazine, uh, babes. I don't know what you would call it. Like, how do I Google this? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, (laughs) this is so bad. I feel, oh, babepedia. That's where I'm, oh God, I, no, this isn't good. I'm going to end up on a watch list. This is terrible. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, this isn't good. I just remember they had some... I think they had, like, a mother and daughter. I, I I remember this very vaguely. They had, like, a mother and daughter do a shoot together from... Maybe from, like, Big Brother or one of those kinds of trashy reality shows. I, I can't remember. If, you, if you're an Australian um, and you remember any of that from the Zoo Magazine days from like the, you know, the 2000s. Let me know, because I, I, I just feel like I remember them getting really weird esoteric celebrities uh, and and making and forcing them to do bikini shoots and probably paying them lots of money to do it. But yeah, I remember it was, it was weird. And it was always a big deal when a kid from your school had a Zoo Magazine. Um, anyway, this website is not Zoo Magazine. It's just called Zoo. Uh, and the quiz is, is titled, Do You Know... How to Survive Encounters with Dangerous Animals. Now, uh, you know, uh, it goes for eight minutes, apparently, the quiz, so we might do a few of these. Um, I am not a biologist or a wildlife expert. I'm a, a you know, a amateur, I guess you would call it. I'm a, I'm a enthusiast, um, self-taught and all that jazz. But having said that, I would like to think I would know more than the average, you know, Gumby um, about wild animals and dangerous animals so let's see how we do um and maybe i will learn that i don't know shit and i shouldn't be having a podcast about it but if that's the case i will just not upload the episode yeah okay um so uh, about the quiz let's read the, the about the quiz 
Unless you're starring in yet another prequel to, or sequel to Planet of the Apes, it's very unlikely you will go your entire life without being in an encounter with the dangerous animals, without a thick uh, wall of glass, some bars, or the chassis of your car between the two of you. Anyway, badly written. Um, I will say, um, it's not that unlikely. You live near dogs. I'm guessing you live near dogs. Dogs are dangerous. We've done a whole episode, like multiple episodes of dogs just going nuts and eating people. Uh, so yeah, just, nah, it's not that wild. Uh, it also depends on where you live. If you're, you could live in India, like in a village in India, you're probably not reading this or listening to this podcast if you are. But uh, hey man, there's still tigers and leopards out there. And if you're in North America, you definitely can't talk. I mean, like I put a question up in my um, on my Instagram a few weeks ago when I was flying on a plane. And the question was, what's the most dangerous animal you've actually encountered in real life? Do you know how many Americans were like, yeah, I have black bears and brown bears. They come into my backyard. That's, it's, that's nuts. And they're like, oh yeah, like I see rattlesnakes every like few days. Like, like come on. It's not that rare. Um, anyway, sorry. So it, it goes on. Uh, sure, you might see a few on safari or at the zoo, but generally speaking, dangerous creatures want to avoid us as much as we want to avoid them. That's actually true. That's a win-win situation for everyone. Still, some things go awry. You might be out on a hike in Colorado's Estes Park and find yourself nose-to-nose with a mountain lion, cycle around Jackson Hole and stumble upon a family of coyote, or simply go into a walk, sorry, simply go for a walk in Pasadena of all places, and suddenly there's a bear on the path and it's between you and your car and just when this is such a badly written thing like it's such a long run on sentence and just when you thought it was the biggest darn bear anyone ever saw one twice the size pops up behind it and you realize that it's not even fully grown there are hazards of smaller creatures from spiders to snakes to jellyfish who might get you without you even realizing it knowing uh, what to do in such situations can save your life or someone else's so let's see how well and prepared you really are okay well there you go um, I predict, I don't know how many questions this quiz has. Uh, can I, well, it doesn't, they're not numbered. Okay. Well, let's just see. I'm going to, I'm going to aim to hopefully get like 80% of these right. Uh, and I'll read it all out and you can do the quiz me, with me and sort of keep track and see how you went as well. So, um, question one, what would you do to survive an encounter with a black bear? Okay. This, this is starting off in a pretty predictable way. Here are the options. Option one is to run towards the bear. Option two is to run away from the bear. Option three is to wave your hands over your head and bang pots and pans. And option four is to throw things at it. Now, um, obviously the the classic, if it's, you know, black fight back, if it's brown lie down and if it's uh, white, good night, that whole thing. Um, they say that with a black bear, you should fight it or try to scare it off, which is why like, um, you know, well, let's get let's get the ones that are not correct out of the way first. Run towards it, obviously not a good idea. Run away from it, also a bad idea that it can encourage them to chase you. It's just like an instinct, a hunting instinct. Um, the two remaining things, throw things at it um, and wave your hands over your head and bang pots and pans. Now, I'm, I'm leaning towards the third option, wave your hands over your head and bang some pots and pans if you have them. Um, because that way you're scaring away the bear. Throw things at it is probably not the worst idea you could do. I think the, the idea is that you don't want to injure the bear either. You just want it to move on. So I'm going to say my official thing is going to be option three. Wave your hands over your head and bang pots and pans. And it's correct. Interesting. Oh, this is good. When you get it correct, they give you some information. There's a quote. So, this is a quote from Laurel K. Hamilton, an American writer. Some days you go bear hunting and you get eaten. Some days you come home with a nice rug to roll around on. And bear steaks. What I don't tell you as a kid is that sometimes you go... Sorry, you get the rug and the steaks, but you also get some nice scars to go with them. Oh, okay, well, that's... Sure, alright, whatever. <laughs> okay, next question. What would you do to survive an encounter with a cougar? Uh, a cougar, also known as a mountain lion. Or a puma. I believe they're all the same species of animal. And um, I want to do a sp- I want to do a whole episode on cougars soon, because um, there is a list uh, similar to the bears and the um, snakes and the sharks that we've done before. There is a list of fatal uh, cougar attacks in North America. I don't think it's a very comprehensive list, but it is long. Um, okay, what would you do to survive an encounter with a cougar? Option one: lay down and play dead. Option two: run away. Option three: crouch on the ground in a ball. Option four: stand tall and slowly back away okay this one i'm less confident on now i run away is not again not the right answer uh because the cougar will chase you down lay down and play dead 
Um, that could work. Crouch on the ground in a ball. Um, in if you're doing that, I don't know why you would just lie down in a ball. So crouching on the I'm not. I don't know. I don't think that makes sense. I think it, I think you're gonna want to do option four: stand tall and slowly back away, make yourself seem bigger. Um, that would that's what I'm leaning towards, but I'm not actually confident on any of this except for don't run away. Um, I'm gonna imagine that if you lay down and play dead, I don't know. I think they still might try to go for you. They might investigate, and you might get scratched up. Crouch on the ground in a ball. I think that's just making yourself smaller to them, which doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm going to say, um, stand tall and slowly back away. Correct. Uh, good. Okay. Cougars will attack you if you run or show them your back. It is best to back away slowly, avoiding any quick movements, but it's also important to remain upright. There you go. Interesting. Okay. Uh, oh, this one should be good. What do you do to survive an encounter with a bison? We've done lots of uh, stories about bison. Uh, options. Throw some sticks at it. Option two, climb a nearby tree. Option three, outrun it, keeping open space between you and the bison so you can keep an eye on it. Option four, keep your hands open, palms up and out in front of you. Okay. Well, um, the first one that sticks out to me as being completely useless is try to outrun it. Um, because a bison, they can, they're, they're faster than people. They can run so goddamn fast. Um, keeping an open space between you and the bison so you can keep an eye on it. Yeah, that's, it's definitely not that. The, the bison's going to run you down. I don't know if bison have, like, the capacity to run for long distances at a, you know, a long speed, um, like humans can. Um, but I, I just don't... I think if you're going to be chased down by a bison, it's, it's going to get you. Uh, climb a nearby tree. That could work. If, there, if there's a tree big enough and close enough, um, maybe. It's not like it's a bear. I can't climb the tree. Um, throw sticks at it. I'm going to assume that this is not advice that they want want to give you, um, because uh, you don't, again, you don't want to hurt the animal, um, but, well, throwing sticks, that's also going to agitate it, so I'm going to say for this one, no, because um, remember, a bison is not a predator, it's just, if it's attacking you, um, it's because you got too close in the first place. Option four is keep your hands open, palms up and out in front of you. Um, now, that one's interesting, I don't know what that, like, it's an animal, I don't know how it's going to understand what your gestures are. Keep your hands open, palms up, out in front of you. Like, like you're holding, as if you're holding out your hands for like a basket or something. What does that mean? This one's confusing me. I, okay, I know it's not outrun it. I know it's probably not throw sticks at it. Uh, maybe climb a nearby tree. I'm going to say that. I, I don't feel super confident, but okay, yes, correct. Climb a tree. <laughs> To use the power of the bison, I had to perform that part of my vision for the people to see. Quote from Black Elk, an American Indian leader. Interesting. I um, I always thought you weren't supposed to say Indian anymore. It was Native American. And just know on this show, if, you, if I ever do say Indian, referring to Native American, uh, I'm just quoting or I'm reading something. So don't blame me. Whenever it's up to me, I'm going to call someone Indigenous or uh, First Nations or whatever. But like, yeah, I, I, I've... I feel like it's not the right thing to call them. It's like, it's like that Louis C.K. bit where they came to America and they were like, hey, you're Indians, right? We're in India. And they're like, no, man, like the, no, completely different place. Like, this isn't India. No. Ah, you're Indians for hundreds of years. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, that was right. Climb a nearby tree. Uh, what if there's not a nearby tree? Well, I... Throw sticks at it. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Um, question the next. What would you do to survive an encounter with a moose? Would you pet its babies? <laughs> Run to the nearest tree and climb it? Throw rocks at it? Stay as close to its front end as you can so it won't kick you? Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Let's eliminate some things as always. Pet its baby? No. Uh, let's not do that. Throw rocks at it. Again, I don't feel like that's ever going to be the best option to... to calm an animal down. So the two options we're left with are run to the nearest tree and climb it, which is correct for the bison. And bison and moose are kind of similar creatures. And the other option is stay as close to its front end as you can so it won't kick you. Um, that at first sounds like an okay idea, but then I remember like, hey, the moose have feet at their front as well, and I think they can kick out. And also they've got big old horns, or not horns, what do you call them? Antlers. Um, 
Yeah, moose are surprisingly big. Moose are one of those animals where I forget how large they are and then I see a video where it's like standing next to a dude and it's like, oh, it's like two dudes tall. Um, let's, let's, let's run to the nearest tree and climb it. I'm gonna, let's just see. Yes, correct. Moose are, like most animals, extremely protective of their offspring. They also tend to kick with their front legs. There you go, interesting. All right, I'm glad I got that right. So far, so good. We've got everything right so far. How are you doing? Yep, okay. What would you do to survive an encounter with a wolf? Run, act submissive and don't look or don't look them in the eye, curl in a ball on the ground, or take out as many as you can with rocks, sticks, or a gun while shouting and yelling. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, well, let's do our thing. Eliminate, run. Well, not a good idea. It'll chase you down and eat your ass. Um, take out as many as you can with rocks, sticks, or a gun while shouting and yelling. I mean... If you have a gun, that's maybe not the worst idea, to shoot them and shout and yell. Curl in a ball on the ground? Um, I mean, that might it might be alright. You might protect yourself a little bit. That, that doesn't seem like bad advice. Act submissive and don't look them in the eye. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if you've got a wolf... Ah, oh, man, that's hard. I don't know. Because I'm of two minds. If, you're, if there's a wolf there... Do you want to act aggressive? Well, not aggressive, but do you want to act um, dominant so the wolf knows I shouldn't fuck with you? Or should you act submissive so the wolf doesn't view view you as a threat? Um, I just don't think that that can be the right answer. Don't look them in the eye. That is specific, though, so maybe it's that. Curler in a ball on the ground. That's not bad. Take out as many as you can with rock sticks or a gun. Uh, that one just doesn't, uh, while yelling and shouting, that doesn't seem like it would be the right advice. Uh, and we know that the most dangerous thing about a wolf is that you usually, it's not just one wolf, you usually got a wolf pack. It's just one wolf. Um, God, it could be, it could be any of them except for Ron. Let's just take a wild haymaker of a guess and say... Uh, curl in a ball on the ground. No, incorrect. Incorrect. The correct answer, according to this website, is take out as many as you can with rocks, sticks, or a gun while shouting and yelling. Okay. <laughs> Alright. I kind of was assuming I wouldn't have a gun. I'm, I'm not American. Why would I have a gun? But okay. Um, okay, we got one wrong, guys. That's okay. I'm, I'm alright with having that one wrong, because that one's a confusing one. What would you do to survive an encounter with a shark? We should be good at this one, gang. We've talked about sharks enough. Swim to open water, because they only like hiding places. Incorrect. No. Attack its nose, eyes, and gills, and keep fighting. That's going to be correct, for sure. Chop off a finger, and while the shark is distracted with it, swim away. Are you fucking kidding me? That's stupid as shit. Wait until the shark realizes you're a human and let's go. Don't fight, or you'll make the wound worse. No, this one's clearly number two. I'm not even waiting to... to I'm not even debating it. The, the three other ideas are so bad. Um, only about 10 people die from a shark attack each year. If a shark comes towards you, you should be prepared to fight it and keep fighting. Your first hits might not be enough to let it leave you alone. Yeah, yeah. the nose, eyes, and gills are where you want to go. Just stick your fingers in its fucking eyes. <laughs> Ugh, that'd be so gross. I think I'd rather die than actually stick my fingers in an eye. Eey. All right, next one. Uh, what do you do to survive encounters with bees? Bees? Make loud noises and jump around. Uh, I don't think they have ears. I don't think that's going to do shit. Knock down their nest to scare them away. <laughs> it's a power move. Dive into the nearest water you can find. Uh, calmly run away until they stop following you. Up to a mile sometimes. Okay, uh, number one and two are not going to be correct. Dive into the nearest water you can find. Um, Not the worst idea. I think that... Yeah. Okay, well, maybe don't dive into the water. You might break your neck. Did we think about that, guys? Dive in the nearest water you can find. At least that way, like, your head comes out for air and they can only sting your face, but they can't sting the rest of you. Or calmly run away until they stop following you. I think it's going to be that one because I know that when you're in a, a bee swarm, um, they're not actively trying to get you most of the time unless they think you're a threat. Um, but the second you engage... There was a video we talked about on a scratch today months back, um, where there was there were a bridge I think, and there was like a swarm of bees. There were a bunch of people there. And there was a dude filming with his girlfriend, and he was trying to say, "Just stand still, like let him climb on you. It's okay." And she freaked out, and she hit one of the bees. And at that point, 
they engage. They started stinging her and him and everyone else. Um, which makes me think to calmly run away until they stop following you is going to be the correct answer. And it is. Yeah. Uh, this is a quote. <laughs> some of these answers have a quote and some of them have more information. The quotes are not as interesting. The quote says, when you go in search of honey, you must expect to be stung by bees. All right. Joseph Joubert, French essayist. You fucking asshole. Just go to the shops to get your honey, dude. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. I, I think if you can dive into water, maybe you do that as well. I don't see how that can make it worse. Okay. Here we go. What would you do to survive an encounter with a leopard? Now, leopards are one of those underrated man eaters that scare the shit out of me. Um, in fact, I was talking to my partner um, recently about like, you know, the uh, Mount Rushmore challenges. It's like, if you had to make a mount, you know, the Mount Rushmore of, of presidents is obviously Mount Rushmore. Um, but if you had to make like a Mount Rushmore of another thing, what would be in there? So like an example would be like, oh, what's the Mount Rushmore of like uh, soft drinks or sodas for the Americans? And so for me, my Mount Rushmore would be like Coke, uh, Fanta, Solo, which is like a lemon, lemon drink in Australia and like maybe Mountain Dew. Though like, you know, like what are the most iconic basically? Um, so we were asking like, oh, what's like, what would your Mount Rushmore of like man-eater animals be? And I was like, oh, you know, like, like tiger would have to go on there. Bear would definitely go on there. Maybe like a shark or a crocodile. And then my underrated pick maybe would be a leopard. Um, it might be like in the fourth spot if it doesn't get boxed out. So leopards are pretty terrifying. Um, especially in like India, the stories like the leopard of Rudra Prayag. I still have like, not nightmares, but I still think about Jim Corbett's encounter with that woman who got attacked by one. How he's like the, the, the leopard, like, like it's cool. It just ripped her breast apart. It just ripped her tits apart basically. And she died. Um, okay. What would you do to survive an encounter with a leopard? Uh, make noise and make yourself look bigger. Run away as fast as you can and hide under the nearest bush. Grab one of her babies and hold it hostage. Lay down and play dead. Okay. Uh, I have a... I feel pretty confident. Um, running away is not the right thing to do. They're very fast. They're like one of the fastest animals ever. You're not getting anywhere. And if you're hiding under a bush, that's not going to stop it either. Grab one of her babies and hold it hostage. Bad idea all around. Also, what if it's a dude? It might not have babies. Um, lay down and play dead. Not the worst thing you could do, but I really think that make noise and make yourself look bigger is going to be the bigger thing. With a lot of animals, right? Like, they do, like, internal risk analysis when they're sizing up prey. Is it worth it? And that's why you see videos like, I saw one yesterday of, uh, it was like five hyenas surrounding a lion, trying to kill this lion. And the lion was obviously, it was either really old or really sick or just really tired. But they were, like, taking their time and yapping at it and biting its tail. And I was like, well, why don't they just, like, you know, save some time and just fucking get in there and kill it? Um, and, you know, the reason is, like, well, one, hyenas don't have watches. They don't know, the time doesn't matter to them. They've got all the time in the world. Um, and two is, like, it's, it, they're going to get this thing anyway. Like, it's tired. It's going to die eventually. Um... There's no point in risking one or more of them getting an injury from a claw or a bite uh, that could impede it in its future hunts, you know? There's no point doing that when you can. So with a leopard, right, um, or with any animal, it's sizing the prey up. And if it's not worth the risk of injury, it won't go after it. So I think if you make noise and make yourself look bigger, that's probably going to be the right option. And it is. Very good. Oh, some information. This is good. Leopards are only found in a few habitats throughout the world and are generally more shy of people than any other big cat. Still, they manage to kill about 15 people each year. There you go. Which is more than sharks. Yeah. Okay. What would you do to survive an encounter with an elk? Um, now, I'm going to have to imagine this is similar to the moose or the the uh, the bison. Uh, but no, but there's not. Okay, interesting. Okay, here we go. Um avoid eye contact and turn your back to it that doesn't feel like the right thing to do raise your jacket over your head and swing it around you uh and make your way to a tree and climb it as quickly as you can okay that could be it climb tree was the correct answer for the moose and for the bison lay on the ground and play dead throw rocks at it okay it's not gonna be throw rocks at it it's not gonna be avoid eye contact and turn your back to it Lay on the ground and play dead. I think it, the elk might still sort of try to gorge you. I'm going to say, the, although the, the, the jacket thing's throwing me off. If it just said climb the nearest tree, um, I would be like, okay, cool. Like, that's what it was. for the Raise your jacket over your head and swing it around as you make your way to a tree. 
That's still the correct answer. The jacket thing threw me off, but um, there you go. Oh, good. Here's a quote from Peter Benchley, the American author and screenwriter best known for Jaws. If you take away the predators in the prairies and the national parks, you suddenly have an explosion of elk, and then you have a lack of the food source for the elk. So they strip all the ground bare, and that takes away the cover on and on and on. The whole food chain is disrupted. Sounds like this fucking guy hates elk. It's like the opposite of Joe Rogan. Have you ever heard that guy talk about elk? He's a fucking knucklehead. He loves it. He loves elk, that guy. He loves elk, and he loves, um... Was it Zyclophonide or whatever COVID shit he was on? Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Did you see? I just saw... This might date the episode a little bit because this is coming out in like a week. I just saw that um, Russell Brand is apparently going to be accused of rape and sexual assault. Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Fuck (laughs) it. And he made a video and he's like, oh, this is just like when... This is just like when they tried to stop Joe Rogan when he did the COVID... I'm like, no, dude, you fucking maybe raped someone. It's not the same thing. You fucking idiot. Oh, no. And then I just saw that um, Andrew Tate tweeted and he said, it's a, oh, it's a, it's a Matrix attack, isn't it? <laughs> I can't do a good Andrew Tate. But he, yeah, it's a Matrix attack. <laughs> and Elon Musk said some bullshit. You know, he, he, like Elon Musk sees something on on, on Twitter or, or X and he just goes, oh, uh, Concerning, he just like quote tweets. Anyway, he's a uh, he's a bad bad human being. He might be the worst human being alive right now. Probably not. Okay. Um, what would you do to survive an encounter with fire ants? Okay, interesting. I don't think we've talked about fire ants very much. Stand still. They have poor vision and they won't see you. Um, what if they climb on you? That's not good. Coat your shoes in insect repellent. Um, maybe. That's not bad. Run to a safe location, brushing off any ants you see, remove constricting clothing and look for more ants, use ice packs and antihistamine. That one sounds so goddamn, like, correct. I can't even see a world where it's not that. But number th- number four is shake the body parts, slapping the ants until you can rinse them off with water. Uh, it's going to be three. Run to a safe location, brushing off any ants you see, remove constricting clothing and look for more ants, use ice packs and antihistamine. Correct. Fire ants are not deterred by chemical repellents. What? That's so scary. God. But socks can prevent painful bites. Although ants may seem harmless because of their size, they kill about 30 people each year. Many people die from an allergic reaction to the bite. We should do an episode on ants, man. Fire ants in particular. Ants are terrifying. There's a YouTube channel called Kyrgyzat. It's German, but they do English stuff. Um... They did, uh, they did like a whole thing on ants. They, they became obsessed with ants for a little bit. Um, yeah, wow. Okay. Well, let's keep, let's keep going. Uh, we've gotten everything right except for one so far. What was the one we got wrong? Um, oh, the wolf. I said you should curl in a ball on the ground. And he said you should take out as many as you can with rock sticks or a gun. <laughs> yelling and shouting. I think the wording of that just seemed incorrect to me. So that's why I didn't pick it. Um, okay. How would you survive an encounter with a gorilla? Beat your chest with your hands? No, can't be good. Slowly crouch down and avert your eyes. Run or climb a tree? I think climbing the tree is going to be the wrong one at this point because um, gorillas, I'm fairly certain, can climb trees as well. Um, beat your chest with your hands. That's I think that's a great way to get your dick ripped off. Slowly crouch down and avert your eyes and run. Run seems to not be the correct answer ever. So I'm going to, by default, go to crouch down and avert your eyes. I have seen these vis- videos of like... um people up in the forests or in the mountains with these gorillas and the gorillas like they charge them and the if and the guy just he basically just doesn't he, bl- he calls the bluff basically he just stands there and doesn't react um and that's how he survived i'm gonna i'm gonna assume it's that yep it was that there you go um there's another quote here from greg henderson professional track and road racing cyclist oh i wonder what he has to say it never gets easier. You just go faster. To put it another way, training is like fighting with a gorilla. You don't stop when you're tired. You stop when the gorilla is tired. Okay. Greg. It's not like fighting a gorilla, though, is it? Because you're just riding a bike. You fucking nimrod. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's clear to me whoever put this test online was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I can't be bothered finding any information about the gorillas. Just find a quote. Find, find some random quote about a gorilla. And this is the best that, like, they could come up with. It was, like, a dude using the gorilla as a metaphor for bike riding. Okay, cool, man. Uh, 
How many questions do we have left? Quite a few. Okay. This might just be the whole episode. Okay. What would you do to survive an encounter with a black... Well, that's interesting. A black, quote-unquote, grizzly bear. Um, so that's incorrect. So the grizzly bear is not a black bear. Black bears are not grizzly bears. Black bears are black bears. And you can have European black bears. You can have American black bears. But neither of those are grizzly bears. Grizzly bears, from my understanding, are a subspecies of American brown bear. Um... And I'm pretty sure grizzly bears are only in North America. So you can have European brown bears. In fact, I'm pretty sure an Italian guy got killed by a bear quite recently, within the last 12 months. Um, I'm going to assume it's a typo when he meant to say a brown bear, because we already had a question about the black bear. So yes, if I'm wrong, I'm going to not even count this as being wrong, because uh, the question is, in, is incorrectly phrased. So what would you do to survive an encounter with a grizzly bear or brown bear? Run away as fast as you can. That never seems to be the right answer. Pepper spray it or play dead laying on your stomach and covering the back of your neck. Interesting. Stand still and don't make any noise. Split up from the rest of the group and climb a tree. Okay, so it's not climb a tree. Uh, splitting up from the rest of the group, ignoring that part. Climbing a tree, not a good idea. Bears can climb trees. In fact, um, if you've seen Cocaine Bear, there's a great scene where the, I think it was Jesse Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character climbs the tree and he's like, oh, it's okay. Bears don't climb trees. And they're like, yeah, they do. And the bear climbs the trees and uh, yeah, eats him pretty badly. Um, stand still, don't make any noise. The, the um, what's, what's, let's just, just, just do the thing. What's the rhyme? If it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down. If it's white, good night. Well, the closest one to lying down is pepper spray it or play dead by laying on your stomach and covering the back of your neck. Assuming I don't have pepper spray, I'm going to lay it. Laying down on my stomach, cover the back of your neck. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I did hear Joe Rogan talk about this as well. As much of a meathead as he is, he does know some stuff. If you've got a big backpack on, that's helpful too. It might just tear the shit of your backpack. A little more than two people die each year from a black or brown bear attack. Although black bears attack aggressively and intend to kill you, brown bears usually only attack when food is involved or they feel threatened. Huh. That's incorrect. That's not right. This this is not... um. Well, this is lucky that this is one of our chillaxed, lay, laid-back episodes because... um. A lot of the information on these are wrong, and which makes me throw into whole the question the entire like validity of any of my answers. Um, it got it the way, wrong way around. Black bears usually only attack when there's food involved or they feel threatened. Brown bears will attack aggressively and can intend to kill you. Although I will say that like bears in North America, not not including like uh, polar bears in Canada, um, like. And Alaska as well, I guess. They're, like, brown and black bears, they're not really hunting people. Not really. Um, so that's not really true either. My understanding is, you know, black bears will only attack when they feel threatened if they're boxed into a corner or if there's food involved. That that can make sense. Um, a brown bear, similar instance, they just are more aggressive and they're a lot of times a lot bigger. So I don't know what he means when he says that, um, you know, black bears aggressively intend to kill you that doesn't sit i don't think that's right but we'll move on we'll move on i'm feeling good guys i'm feeling good i've only got one wrong and, I, and i'm gonna blame it on the the way that the question was phrased try to take as many out with a rock or a stick or a gun i don't have a gun so how would you survive an encounter with a crocodile this is a good one for australian snow i was just up in cairns where we were warned do not go to the beach uh, you will get eaten by a crocodile, especially after uh, the light, the sun goes down. Okay, options. Stand still and don't move. You are safe as long as you are on land. Uh, that's not true. Throw stones at it. That seems to have not been correct at any point except for the wolf thing. Jump into the nearest body of water and swim away as fast as possible. No. Try Climb a tree or gouge its eyes if it bites you. That's going to be correct, for sure. They can't climb trees. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Climb a tree or gouge its eyes if it bites you. Yeah, the eyes, just like a shark, the eyes and the ears, the ear holes, there's, there, those are sensitive parts. I'm a little taken aback because the quote, you know how I was saying that when you get the correct answer, they give you a quote or they give you some uh, like information. They've gone with a quote right now from Fran Leibowitz. And the quote that relates to a crocodile somehow is, my favorite animal is steak. Hmm. What the fuck does that have to do with anything, Fran Leibowitz? You bitch. 
You bitch! Okay. Uh, <laughs> what would you do to survive an encounter with a tiger? Oh, the unofficial mascot of our show, a tiger. Would you run away as fast as you can? Would you swim across the nearest river? Would you face it, stand still, make loud noises, hitting it with large sticks if available and if it attacks? Or would you try to hide from it by crouching on the ground and making yourself as small as possible? Interesting. Okay, well, the first two are obviously incorrect. Run away as fast as you can. Don't care how fast you are. You're not faster than a tiger, especially if you're in the wild. Uh, and swim across the nearest river. Um, fun fact, tigers like to swim. Sorry, it's not like a house cat. It's going to go in the water and chase you down. Um, the two options that it could be. Face it, stand still, make loud noises, hitting it with large sticks if it attacks. That's the one I'm leaning towards. I think that's what I would probably do. Would you try to hide from it by crouching on the ground, making yourself small as possible? They're like apex predators, and I'm pretty sure their sense of smell and hearing uh, is going to, like, they're going to find you. And I think making yourself as small as possible is a mistake. So I think you're going to want to, yeah, face it, stand still, make yourself as big as you can with vocal noises, and hit it with sticks if available. Correct. Tigers kill about 85 people per year. That's still very high. Most attacks are unexpected and survivors were saved because someone else hit the tiger over the head with a big stick. Yep. Good. Okay. Uh, the next question is about a rattlesnake. What would you do to survive an encounter with a rattlesnake? I would shoot it with a shotgun. But that's not one of the options. Okay. Slowly back away until you're at least five times its length away from it. That's a good... I mean, hey, th that might be the correct one. Weave back and forth until it is charmed. <laughs> uh, grab it by the neck. That's what they mean by snake charming. Use a stick to pick it up and throw it as far away as you can. Use a stick to poke it, push it and poke it away from you. It's obviously the first one. Slowly back away until you are at least five times its length away from it. Here's the quote. Another weird, fucking very esoteric quote from Elvis Presley. Oft, I'll do my best Elvis and Presley impression. I've got to get into character. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's it. Oh, come on. Who wants some more deep fried cocaine? Oh, <laughs> oh I wasn't I in that Elvis movie with that shitty Elvis movie with the weird Tom Hanks. Um, after a hard day's basic training, oh, you could eat a rattlesnake. <laughs> Stupid. Give me a fact. All right. Um, what would you do to serve an encounter with an elephant? Would you climb a tree? Would you jump into the nearest body of water because elephants can't swim? Would you make yourself small and play dead? Would you throw stones and yell at it? Interesting. I actually don't know the answer. I don't think that... Well, elephants can swim, so that's not true. Elephants can swim. They use the their little uh, trunk as a snorkel. They can swim, for sure. I've seen it. Um, climb a tree... Uh, I don't know. Elephant's pretty big. It might just pick you out of the tree with its trunk, throw stones and yell at it. I don't know. I, that just seems to be aggressive. Uh, make, make yourself small and play dead. That's going to be my guess. And it's correct. There you go. Make yourself small or play dead. Every year, about 500 people are trampled to death by elephants. Wow, that's a lot. Wow. Although elephants can't climb trees, they have been known to easily pluck humans out of them. Wow. All right. There we go. What would you do to survive an encounter with a jellyfish? Would you douse the wounds in salt water and use a towel to rub the tentacles off? Would you apply an ice pack until you can get medical treatment? Would you rinse the area with vinegar and use tweezers to pluck away the tentacles? Or would you stay in the water and remain calm until help arrives? Uh, I don't know about you guys across the pond, but in Australia, that's one of the things we get taught often as a child because that, I think... They just assume we're going to be in the ocean a lot, which a lot of kids are. I'm not. I don't like the ocean. Um, the, I'm going to guess the answer is the, the vinegar thing. They keep, they still keep vinegar in um, like the surf lifesavers clubs. And yeah, you use tweezers to pluck away the tentacles so you don't get stung. Um, I think I don't know. Like, there's obviously the the very popular thing of pissing on the wound, and that helps. I, uh, I don't know if that's true. I've heard that that's actually not true. And it's like, it's nothing to do with piss. It's like warm water is what works. Warm water, not piss. The piss happens to be warm water, but it's not, it doesn't have to be piss. Let's rinse the area with vinegar and use tweezers to pluck away the tentacles. Correct. I've never been hurt by a sea creature except for jellyfish and sea urchins. Peter Benchley. Okay. 
Okay, cool. These quotes are stupid. What would you do to survive an encounter with a Komodo dragon? Let's just see how many questions we got. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh fuck, we got a lot. Let's we got a lot. All right, let's just keep going. Otherwise, this will be a really long episode. Let's power through these. What would you do to survive an encounter with a Komodo dragon? Would you play dead, hit it with a stick or throw rocks at it, stand perfectly still, cut your hands, they hate the smell of blood. It's not the last one, they love blood. I don't think I'd stand perfectly still, although maybe I would. Play dead, they eat dead shit, so they, they won't mind. Hit it with a stick, stand perfectly still, hit it with a stick or a rocks or th throw rocks at it. Um, I might be the stick and rocks guy. Correct! I was. I nearly did the perfectly still thing. Walter Orfenberg was the first person to study Komodo dragons beginning in 1969 and popularized the myth that bacteria in Komodo dragons' mouths take down its prey. I thought that was true. More recently, Brian Fry performed an MRI on the animal's head and discovered venom glands. Oh, there you go. Since venom prevents blood from clotting, 90% of the animals bitten die within four hours of the attack. There you go. They're actually venomous. There you go. I thought it was bacteria. What would you do to survive an encounter with a leopard seal? Would you play dead? Would you jump in the water and splash around? Would you hit and kick the leopard seal's head with whatever heavy thing you can find? Or would you run? Now, I actually think maybe running might be the right thing to do. The leopard seal is de deadly in the water. 100%. So you're not going to jump in the water and splash around. I'm going to say run. Oh, that was wrong. That was wrong. I, my thought was like, oh, it's a, it's a seal. How is it going to chase me? Um... The, the article wants you to hit or kick the leopard seal's head with whatever heavy thing you can. The quote here from Paul Nicklin, biologist and photographer, says, The penguin doesn't know it's cute, and the leopard seal doesn't know it's kind are big and monstrous. Okay. These suck. I, like I said, the, the quotes are really, like, really quite dog shit, to be completely honest. <laughs> okay. Um, I got that one wrong. Fair's fair. That's two uh, out of however, however many I've done. So I still feel like I'm in good shape. And I, I might get a few more wrong going forward now because I am going to try to rush through this. What would you do to survive an encounter with a cape buffalo? Also known as a water buffalo. Would you play dead? Would you hide? Would you climb a tree? Or would you charge towards it? I would climb a tree. And it's correct. Cape buffalo kill more hunters than any other safari animal. Not only will they stalk hunters and follow them, but they can also remember injuries for years and attack the person who inflicted them. That's very interesting. What would you do to survive an encounter with a hippopotamus? Why did I say that weed? Hippopotamus. Play dead because it only eats fresh meat? That's not true. Would you throw stones at it? Would you run to the water and swim away because it won't attack when you're in the water? Or would you run away from the water and climb the nearest tree? Well, throwing rocks seems to not be a very good option almost ever, except for the wolf for some reason. You're not going to play dead because it only eats fresh meat. That's not true. It doesn't eat meat at all. It's a herbivore, but they're still deadly. Would you run to the water and swim around? No, you wouldn't because that's where they're most deadly. You would run away from the water and you would climb the nearest tree. That's correct. The quote for this one is from Zahi Hawass, an, e an Egyptologist. Let's see what Zahi has to say. I'm not doing an accent because it's racist. Okay, I found in one of the tombs an inscription saying, If you touch my tomb, you will be eaten by a crocodile and a hippopotamus. It doesn't mean that the hippo will eat you. It means the person really wanted his tomb to be protected. <laughs> That's pretty funny, Zahi. <laughs> You're all right. Okay, what would you do to survive an encounter with a dog? Would you run away as fast as you can, knowing that that has not been the correct answer once? Would you lay on the ground and whimper? Would you stand still with your arms over your head and shout, give it something like a purse or umbrella to bite, and kick or punch it in the ribs or face? Or would you climb on top of your car? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say stand still with your arms over your head and shout. Yeah, make yourself big. Give it something like a purse or an umbrella to bite. Yep. Kick or punch it in the ribs or face. Yeah. I don't think you'd climb on top of your car because I think the dog can climb there as well. Yep, there you go. This is the big one. Dogs kill 25,000 people per year each... Uh, Sorry, each year worldwide. That's, that's a lot. Although many of these deaths occur because dogs were infected with rabies. 4.7 million people are bitten in the US each year by non-infected dogs and 30 of those die. It's a lot. Okay. What would you do to survive an encounter with a polar bear? Oh, just kill yourself. There's nothing you can do. It's fucking massive. Would you use bear spray? Or grab a weapon and prepare to fight? Would you lay down on your stomach? Would you run away as fast as you can? 
would you bang pots and pans to make yourself as big as possible? Um, my gut instinct is to say use bear spray if you have it. Grab a weapon and prepare to fight. I mean, that's all you can do, right? That's the correct answer. Oh, the quote this time is from Stellan Skarsgård, one of my favorite actors. Why? Can I do the Swedish accent? I can't. I don't know if I can do a Stellan Skarsgård accent. It's, it's just kind of like a really gruff, like kind of American. He's like, we were working under harsh conditions on zero Kelvin. <laughs> he does sound a bit like that. Aren't you knowable? We're up there in the Arctic, close to <laughs> now I'm a pirate, close to the North Pole, than to a hospital. Sometimes you had to sleep in a small Arctic tent with guns to protect yourself from polar bears and stuff. Yeah. Okay. What would you do to protect yourself from an encounter with a lion? Would you run and don't look back? Would you play dead? Would you grab them by the mane and stick your head in your mouth? Oh, clearly that's correct. Or would you stand tall and shout? I'm going to stand tall and shout. Correct. Lions are the only felines to live and hunt in hunting groups. They are responsible for about 250 deaths per year. What would you do if you were to survive? What would you do to survive an encounter with a deer and its baby? Deers aren't dangerous. Just ignore it. <laughs> I like that answer. Approach it with your hands and palms out, speaking calmly so it knows you won't hurt it. Climb the nearest tree, turn your back so it can run away. Um, I, mm, <laughs> climb the nearest tree is my guess. Yes. I would, yeah, okay, fine. Deers aren't dangerous, just ignore it. That's obviously not correct. <laughs> okay. What would you do to survive an encounter with a python? Ugh, sorry. I just got a case of the yawns, everyone. <laughs> Hope I'm not keeping you awake. Me? Okay, um, what would you do to survive an encounter with a python? Would you wait until it begins to consume you before eating it and gouging its eyes? Would you attack it with a knife or a large rock, never giving up? Would you play dead? It only lives living- it only eats living animals. Would you jump in the water with them to drown them? Okay. This is a good one. Okay. Let's go backwards. Would you jump in the water to drown them? No, because they can uh, hold their breath longer than you can hold your breath. Uh, and they can swim in the water and they can sleep under the water. That's not going to work for you. Would you play dead? It only eats, eats living animals. That's not true. In fact, it really only eats dead animals because it will constrict them and crush them to death or make them suffocate and then eat them. So that's completely not true. Would you attack it with a knife or a large rock, never giving up? Uh... Yeah, that's what I would do. Would you wait until it begins to consume you before hitting it and gouging its eyes? No, I wouldn't wait for it to start consuming me. That's stupid. You attack it with a rock or a large knife. Never giving up. It can take over 30 minutes to fight off a python or anaconda. People who keep pythons as pets are frequently warned to never handle them alone if the python is more than eight feet long. But in some cases, it has taken five men to pull a python off its victim. Yikes. What would you do to survive an encounter with an alligator? We're going to assume this is an American alligator, not the Chinese variety of the animal. Um, would you throw stones at it? Uh, would you... Um, would you run away as fast as you can, shouting and fighting if it bites you? Would you get it to bite a stick because once it bites, it doesn't let up for hours? Would you play dead? Um, that was... Uh, 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 <laughs> well, the rock throwing never works. The playing dead wouldn't work. Get it to bite a stick because once it bites, it doesn't let up for hours. Is that true? That one feels kind of true. Would you run away as fast as you can, shouting if it bites you? Fight, fight if it bites you. That one also feels right too. Um, get it to bite on a stick because once it bites, it doesn't let up for hours. No, I'm going to go run away as fast as you can, shouting and fighting. Correct. There you go. That, yeah, it didn't feel right that it wouldn't let up. Uh, the quote from Corden Hull, an American politician from Tennessee, Never insult an alligator until after you have crossed the river. That was my Tennessee accent. Did you like it? Okay, got a few more. What would you do to survive an encounter with a coyote? Would you curl into a ball on the ground? Would you yell and shout and throw sticks and stones at it? Would you run or would you act submissive? I would yell and shout and throw sticks and stones at it. <laughs> Coyotes rarely attack humans and only two deaths have been directly caused by animals because they are generally shy. Just remember those two deaths. We've talked about them before. Uh, Taylor Mitchell was the one, the woman who was attacked by a, a bunch of them and that little girl who was taken and uh, eaten, uh, not eaten, but attacked by a coyote as well. And they think that it actually broke its, the little girl's neck. Um, as with bats, you should be treated at a hospital for rabies if you're bitten by a coyote. With prompt treatment, rabies is 100% curable, but once symptoms begin, 99% of patients die unless treated but, uh, with with the Milwaukee protocol. I don't know what that is. Then only 88% die. There you go. 
What would you do to survive an encounter with a cassowary or an ostrich? Would you offer it food? Would you curl into a ball? Would you back away quickly, trying to put a tree or other large object between you? Or would you lay down on your stomach? I would back away slowly, uh, or quickly, <laughs> trying to put a tree between us. Uh, if I were a cassowary on the plains of Timbuktu, I would eat a missionary. Cessnock Band and Himbuk too. The fuck is that? Samuel Wilberforce? What kind of quote is this? You're pissing me off, guys. Okay. A uh, couple more. There's <laughs> so many more. Okay. What would you do to survive an encounter with a rhinoceros? Run as fast as you can on a diagonal away from it and climb the nearest tree. Would you play dead? Would you stand still upwind of the animal so it smells that you're not prey? Would you keep your back to it and act submissive? I'm going to say run away from it diagonally because the yes, correct. When a rhinoceros charges, it can only run in a straight line. Running on diagonal will require it to get reoriented between charges and slow its pursuit down. There you go. I thought it might not be the run thing, because run has never been the correct answer for us yet, but because of that little bit of extra information, that made me feel confident. Okay. What would you do to survive an encounter with a hyena? Tell it a really good joke so it laughs. That's what I'd do. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Run away, but do not make eye contact. Okay. Would you play dead? Would you make noise and act confident and throw rocks at it? Or would you crouch down and act submissive? I would not play dead because they eat dead bodies. I would run away in a minute. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't run away. Uh, would you make noise and act confident and throw rocks at it? I would do that. Oh, very good. Oh, and the quote, a oh, great, another fantastic quote. A fly is untamable as a hyena. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, fuck you. How would you survive an encounter with a yellow jacket? Now, yellow jackets are kind of wasp, isn't it? Run as fast and far away as you can with your shirt over your face to protect it. Stomp on as many of them as you can. Stand still covering your eyes and mouth. Throw stones at them and take them out of you. I think I'd stand still covering my eyes and mouth. Oh, damn. No, wrong. I was incorrect. I went too quickly. Yellow... J oh. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna... Okay, I'll take it. I'll take the L. But in my defense... The question was, what would you do to survive an encounter with a yellow jacket? As in one yellow jacket. Okay? And it says, run as fast as, uh, run as fast and far as you can with your shirt over your face to protect it. And it says, yellow jacket nests can have around 5,000 workers and more than one queen inside. If you hit one, it will release a pheromone that will bring the others running to its aid. It is best to deal with nests at night when they, most of them are inside. Okay, well, I got that one wrong. Whatever. Sue me. What would you do to survive an encounter with a wild boar? Would you run? Would you lay down and play dead? Would you make eye contact and stomp the ground? Would you climb a tree, getting at least six feet off the ground? I'm going to do that one because it's a lot of extra information. Uh, I was terrified that the wild boar might be attacking my father, so I prayed to God, if he existed, to protect him and to direct the boar against my uncle instead, who believed in heaven and therefore was more willing to die. That was from Marcel Pangol, French author. Very selfish person who wants his uncle to die because he believes in heaven. Okay, good. Um, what would you do to survive an encounter with a chimpanzee? <laughs> Option one, shoot it. <laughs> Run away, beat your chest, crouch down submissively. Okay. Um, <laughs> if I Is shoot it going to be the right answer? It's not going to be run away. It's not going to be beat your chest. I'm, I'm going to say crouch down submissively. That's going to be my actual guess. But if shoot it is the actual answer, that is going to be really funny. Shoot it is the answer. Okay. Wow. I got that one wrong. Shoot it. <laughs> Chimpanzees are about five times stronger than men of the same size and seem to single out elderly and young children to attack. Aggressive actions such as throwing objects at the chimps or submissive actions such as running away can trigger attacks. Chimpanzees have been known to break car windows to get at people inside. Okay, well, I don't have a gun, so I guess I'm just going to die. What would you do to survive an encounter with a piranha? Apparently, these don't actually attack people, so you shouldn't be too worried. Would you splash around lots while you're swimming in piranha-infested waters? No, I wouldn't do that. Would you avoid swimming in piranha-infested waters when the water level is low if you have an open cut and other fish are scarce? Yeah, I'm going to do that. That's obviously the answer. Would you toss some injured fish into the water before you swim so the piranha will attack that instead of you? Yep, because I just carry around injured fish. Would you dig around the riverbed with your feet while wading in piranha-infested waters to prevent injuring the piranha eggs? I'm going to pick number two. 
avoid swimming in the waters in the first place. I like how that one, right? That question is the only one that gives you the option of just don't be there. <laughs> just don't do it. How would you avoid a tiger attack? Just don't be there. Don't do it. How would you survive against a crocodile attack? Just don't, don't, just don't be there. <laughs> don't go in the sharks. Okay, that was it. That was the end of the quiz. So I ended up getting 31 out of 35 of those correct. Um, I, I'll take the, I'll take the 31, um, but I will say at least two of those, I feel like the writing of the question was misleading. So, um, but I'm happy with that. That's, that's more than the 80% that I said I was hoping for. So yeah, well done me as well. I will link this, um, quiz to the description of this episode. So if you want to go through and do it, you can. Um, although you've already heard all the answers, so I don't really know what you're going to get out of it. Still, it's totally up to you. Um, yeah. I had a good time doing that quiz, did you? Thanks for listening and joining us for uh, this relaxed fit. What do we call it? A laid back chat and chill? I can't remember what it was. I'll come up with some kind of thing. Maybe it'll be quiz related because it was a quiz episode. I don't know. I'm enjoying um, trying new things on this podcast. We're 66 episodes in, guys. Uh, and at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to try new things and, you know, uh, try different formats. So if you like this episode, uh, let me know by supporting the show, uh, like the episode. If you're on a platform that allows that, you can do that as well. That That's fantastic. Um, all the other usual social media bullshit, go follow us there. Patreon, always loving to see people join the Patreon. It, it's uh, beautiful. If we can get a few more people joining up, I will be able to hire a proper studio, which would be really nice, and I'd really like that. Um, of course, any questions you have, you can direct them to me. All the shit is in the, the fucking bio. Doesn't matter. You know what to do. That is going to do it for today, guys. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, actually, you know what? No. Really quickly, there is one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, now, you know, I, like, I, I really try not to get too political on this show very much because I don't think it's needed there's enough politics everywhere else um and you know the the most I will do is make fun of a Trump a Trump guy or like make fun of guns or something like that you know and I think that's pretty that's just my opinion and I don't don't care you can do what you want to do um but I think it's you know important when you do have a platform as small as it may be um I do have a platform there are thousands of you listening um and not all of you are from australia so this might be irrelevant but you might listen and and learn something or at least you know you might get filled in what's going on Uh, in australia in uh about a month from today um we're having a referendum um and that referendum is to basically decide whether or not we should have an indigenous voice to parliament um now there's a lot of a lot of debate going on around this um and frankly, I can actually see there are good arguments on both sides. To be completely fair, I, I think there are some really good arguments on the no side of this vote. Um, but there's also a lot of really bullshit, disingenuous, uh, ill-informed uh, arguments on the no side as well. So I, I, I just want to be clear where I stand with that. Um I'm voting yes. Uh, I was one of the people that was kind of not really sure. Uh, I was a little bit swayed. I, the first thing, the first time I heard about it, I was like, "This sounds great, sounds good." And then some of the um, the questions came up about like the whole, you know, the, 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 there are a few. Apparently, you know, I'm not the most informed person in the world on this. There are some elements to this thing that are not spelled out or messaged quite so well. Um, but I think that. I think that this Indigenous voice in Parliament um, ultimately is going to be a really good thing, uh, and I really and I hope it passes. At the moment, it does seem like it's unlikely that the referendum will be successful. Um, I think that is due to some poor messaging from the government, um, the, go- the you know the Labor Party who wants this to go through. Um, I think that they have done a not so great job of, of uh, convincing people to vote. I also think there's just so much misinformation and disingenuous bullshit coming from uh, the conservative portion of Australia. If you look at Sky News, they are just they are constantly lying about the voice. Um, all I'm not going to tell you which way to vote. I'm, I'm going to vote yes. You can do whatever you want. Um, all I'm going to say is that part of the, the no campaign strategy has been, to, and this is literally in their like uh, documentation, in their pamphlets on why not to vote for it. Um, their argument, is, one of their arguments is if you don't know, vote no, um, which is one of the most 
dangerous and just like stupid and complacent things you can do if about in anything to do with politics like if you don't know vote no that's it, number one it, not technically a rhyme <laughs> because it's the same word just spelled differently so not that cool um if you don't know, get informed and make your own decision. And if you and if you do get informed and you think, nah, I'm not going to vote for this for one of the many, you know, reasonable reasons, then I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is bullshit, disingenuous lies, um, racism, and fear mongering. Okay, now a hundred percent. Not everybody who votes no is a racist. Of course, most people who vote no are not going to be racist, right? But it is interesting, at least, to, to note that every single racist in Australia is going to vote no. Yep. None of the racists are voting yes. I mean, maybe you've got some kind of, like, white savior liberal kind of guys who are going to vote yes, but it doesn't, you know... If you look at it, it's the company you keep, right? You look at who's voting no, and it's like Pauline Hanson and Peter Dutton and Scott Morrison and John Howard and all these guys, you know, all the, all, every single person on Sky News, they're all voting no. Makes me think that maybe we should vote yes. Um, that's one, one argument that works well for me. But yeah, um, I guess the takeaway here, I'm not trying to be preachy. Uh, I, I rarely, rarely go into anything political to do, but uh, it is a, a momentous... We don't have referendums very much in Australia. We had a plebiscite to uh, institute gay marriage, to legalize that, and that passed, which was great. Um, but the, the last referendum, I think the last referendum we had was like 1996. I was three years old, and it was to make Australia a republic. Um, and that failed. And because it failed, we are I, I am unlikely to have a referendum on that again in my lifetime. So if, um, if the voice to parliament fails, it's a referendum. Um, I, I think that we're going to unfortunately be waiting a very long time for something similar like that to happen. And um, I think that would be a shame. There's also the argument that, oh, the, this whole thing is dividing us as a country. Um, we're already pretty divided. Like if you just look at the numbers, the mortality rates of indigenous people, like poverty rates, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I just morally, I think it's you're in the right camp if you're voting yes. But I'm not telling you what to do. If you vote no... Um, I, I, whatever, that's fine. All I ask is that if you are going to vote no, or if you're going to vote yes, I just want you to be informed. I want you to find out. So go to the government's websites, look into the arguments. Don't just listen to whatever they're fucking saying on Sky News or on, on, or Ben Fordham's radio channel. He's a fucking lunatic as well. Just, um, do your own research, make yourself informed, make that decision. I think the referendum is on October 14th. So you have until then. Um, that's all. Didn't mean to get preachy, but, you know, I've been doing the show for two years. Um, in fact, I think this 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 will be the two-year birthday episode. Maybe, maybe, I'm not sure. Um, we've been doing the show for two years. I have never gotten on a soapbox to do a platform thing like that to tell you what to do. And I never will tell you what to do, but... Um, once every two years, I think, is an okay number of times for me to sort of express my opinion on something quite serious. So uh, if you are an Australian resident and you are voting in the plebiscite, please get informed. Uh, and if you were interested in what I'm doing, I'm going to vote yes. Uh, and that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. Great. Excellent. Have a fantastic week, everybody. I'll see you soon for our next episode. I really, really, really want you to stay safe because as we've learned, it's a jungle out there. <laughs>